Well, good morning. Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. This is Possible for Bell, and we're here with you once again on another edition of The Blood Speaks. If you have been going down the road, Woodies, you know that we are coming out of the first letter of John, the first epistle or first letter of the Apostle John. And we have went through uh, two chapters, went into the third chapter, and we are uh, going down uh, to the 14th verse. Uh, we're going to look at the uh, from 14, uh, probably through 20 or 21 today. That is 1 John, the first letter of John, uh, chapter 3. And as you are getting your Bibles and turning there, let's make this confession of faith. Let's try to uh, make this confession of faith. And I'm going to encourage you to make it, and as I encourage myself to also make this confession of faith, every time I pick up the Bible to open it and read it, I would like to make this confession of faith. I would like for you to make this confession of faith. This is the Word of God. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be what it says I can be. I am the better because of the word of God, and I receive with meekness this word, which is able to save my soul. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. First John, the first letter of John, chapter 3. And let me, um, uh, we're going to look at verse 14 down through 20 or 21. But let me back up um, from verse 14. Let me back up to uh, verse 10, First John, uh, verse 9, uh, chapter, uh, 1 John chapter 3, verse 9. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed remains in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. In this the children of God are manifest, are shown, and the children of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God. Neither is he that loves not his brother. For this is the message that you heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. That message has not changed. Praise God. There's a lot of things in the faith that has come along and things have changed. Things have been added. Things have been taken away. Things have been deleted. But the message that we heard from the beginning. Amen that we should love one another. That, that is the message Jesus preached. That's how he lived. That's how the early church uh, thrived and survived. That is how the first church, or as my dear friend Apostle George calls it, the Alpha Church, I call us the last day church or the Omega Church. That is how we will thrive and survive. If we love one another, he said, this is the message you heard from the beginning, verse 11, that we should love one another, not as Cain, that don't have that kind of love that Cain had. Cain had Cain, talking about Cain and Abel, Cain, first son of Adam, Cain had a selfish love, a selfish love, not as Cain, verse 12, who was of the wicked one and slew his brother. And wherefore slew he him, because his own works were evil and his brother's righteous. 
Marvel not, my brethren, if the world hates you. Now, so he's saying don't have that kind of selfish love like Cain. We should love one another. Amen? The two greatest commandments. The two greatest commandments. I'm going back to Mark. Going back to the Gospel of Mark, just to read this again. I'm pretty sure that we all know this. Mark chapter 12. Mark chapter 12, verse 28. And one of the, and one of the scribes came, having heard them reasoning together and perceived that he had answered them well, asked him, which is the first commandment of all? And Jesus answered him, the first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like, un, is like. The, the, uh, the lawyer here, the scribe here, asked Jesus what was the first commandment. Jesus told him. Then Jesus voluntarily told him what the second commandment is. And the reason why Jesus did that, because in verse 31, Mark 12, 31, he said in the second is like or likewise or like it or like the first. So if the first commandment is about loving God, the second commandment, he says, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Listen, there is none other commandment greater than these. There is no commandment greater than the commandment of love. So we are to love one another in spite of of our shortcomings, in spite of our faults, in spite of our uh, uh, missteps, mistakes, amen, we are to love one another, amen. He said, uh, 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 marvel not, my brethren, I'm back in 1 John 3, marvel not, or don't be surprised if the world hates you. Verse 14, we know, and here we go, here we starting here, we know that we believe, we know that we have passed, past tense, from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. We know that we have passed from death unto life. Amen? And it's talking about, and the love is talking about here, again, in the Greek language, in the biblical times, there were three words for the word love. Uh, eros, which was where we get the word erotic from. Eros love is a, is a selfish love. That's the kind of love that Cain had, a selfish love. Huh? That's the kind of love the world has. That's the kind of, you know, uh, love that uh, 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 people advocate now for same-sex marriage. And they say, well, they love one another. That's Eros. That's eros. Uh, that is a natural, normal love that exists on this planet. It's selfish. It wants for itself what is, the, what is the highest, the best, and the most beautiful. Eros reaches uh, outward and upward. Okay? Or should I say it reaches inward and upward. Okay, inward and upward. So I want for myself what pleases me, what feels good to me, what looks good to me. And then it reaches upward because it reaches for the highest. 
Agape is another word for love. That is the God kind of love. When you see agape displayed on this planet, you know it did not originate here. Agape reaches outward and downward. Praise God. Verse 14, John 3, 14. We know we have passed from death unto life because we agape the brethren. Amen. He that loveth not his brother, he that loveth, he that agape not his brother abideth in death. Verse 15, whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. That uh, John is cut, John is cutting it, man. This is cut and dry. If you hate your brother, now that's that could that could be hate passionately, or could be hate that you just don't want to be around him. Whosoever hates his brother is a murderer. Hmm. And he said, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. You can't have the life of God in you and want to and be a killer. Be a murderer. That's impossible. Huh? People, people murder out of uh, eros because they cannot have something or have someone or, or have things. You know, they rob, they steal, they kill. Hmm? John, uh, Jesus said in the, in the gospel of John, in John's gospel, the thief, uh, chapter 10, verse 10, the thief comes for nothing but to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said of John 8, 44, that Satan, he, Satan is, he was a murderer from the beginning. Praise God. No murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. Verse 16. Hereby perceive we the love of God. This is how hereby we can perceive, we can perceive, we can have a good idea, we can have a good, you know, sense. Hereby perceive we the love of God because he laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. My God from Zion. That means that the blessings that God has blessed you with, if God has blessed you to be what the world calls, and more than likely what the church calls, well-off, rich, you ought to lay down your life for your brethren. With all of the abundance that we have in the United States, with all of the abundance we have in some, some of our churches, there should not be a homeless person, there should not be a person that is starving. There should not be a single parent who can't make it anywhere in this nation. And definitely in our sphere of influence, there should not be. God has blessed us abundantly and there's no excuse. He said, if you, he said, hereby proceed we the love of God because he, that is Jesus, laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Verse 17. Here it is. But whosoever hath this world's good and sees his brother have need and shutteth, shutteth up his bow, bowels of compassion from him, how draweth the love of God in him? That's a question. John 3, 1 John 3, 17. That is a question. 
Let me read it out of the Amplified. But whosoever has the world's goods, adequate resources, and sees his brother in need, but has no compassion for him? How does the love of God live in him? Question. Compassion. Come meaning come. See, take the word apart. Come, passion. Come meaning with. Passion meaning, you know, that, that yearning, that yearning to, to help, to meet the need. Amen? The, the Bible says Jesus looked on the multitude when they had no, they had followed him into the wilderness and he had ministered to them and he looked on them and had compassion on them. Compassion. There was a yearning in him to meet the need of the people. There ought to be a yearning in us. A, there ought to be a compact. You ought to be moved to meet people's needs. He said, if you have this world's goods, verse 17, and you see your brother have a need and you shut up your bow, shut up your bowels and compassion from him, how dwell up the love of God in you? That's a question. Verse 18, my little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. This is cut and dry. I mean, this doesn't take a whole lot of, you know, revelation to, to understand this. He says, let us not love just in word. Love your brother. Love your sister. Love your pastor. Amen. Let us not love in word, neither in tongue. Huh? But indeed and in truth. It, we, we, you know, let us show love by our deeds. James, the apostle James says, show me that, show me your faith without your works and I'll show you my faith by my works. What is he talking about? He's talking about that the working out of faith is an expression of the love of God. Neither in tongue, but indeed and in truth or in the word. Don't just love in word. Don't just love by tongue. Show me your love. You know, if I'm in need and you have adequate, the Amplify says, adequate resources, there should be no excuse. There should be no excuse that a church of thousands of people who has millions of dollars in budget should not be able to help the church or help the ministry or help the mission field. Amen? Sponsor missionaries, sponsor urban ministers, sponsor evangelists who will go into the, you know, the ghetto, the urban, the urban areas, amen, and minister to the people. They should not be. Praise God. Verse 19, and hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. For if our heart, verse 20, for if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. Verse 21, beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then we have confidence toward God. 22, let's just, let's just finish this chapter. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and we do those things that are pleasing in his sight. How do we keep his commandments? I'm glad you asked. Jesus said, if you love me, this is in the gospel of John, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Amen? 
He said, whatsoever, verse 22, and, and we know whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because why? Because we keep his commandments. We love God, huh? With all our heart, soul, strength, and mind. That's what Jesus said. How do, how, what's the proof that we love God? Because we keep his commandments and we do those things. Those, that, there you go. Those, those are the deeds of compassion. We do those things that are pleasing in his sight. When you're doing the things uh, out of compassion, when you're working the work of faith out of compassion, we know that the Bible says uh, 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 um, that the only, the only way to please God is by faith. Amen. This this is this is this is Christianity. This is this is Christianity one on one. Verse twenty three, and this is His commandment. Hmm. John's gonna say John. He's not gonna leave it up to argument. And this is His commandment that we should believe on the name of His Son Jesus Christ. And this is His His His. That's God. That's God the Father's commandment. That we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. And he that keepeth his, that is the father's commandment, dwelleth in him and he in them. And hereby we know that we ab he abideth in us by the spirit which he hath given us. Amen. John chapter 3. We, we, we've read from verse 10 down through to verse 24, cut and dry. Don't take a whole lot of, you know, mental awareness to be aware of what he's saying. Praise God. This is where the rubber meets the road. Amen. This is where the rubber meets the road. This is the this is the this is the test if I can use that word. Amen. You know, you can't have a testimony unless you have a test, unless you pass a test. Amen. What is our testimony as individual believers, as a group of believers, as a congregation? What is our what is our testimony? Have we passed the test? Have we passed the test of, praise God, having the love of God? Have, have we? Or are we just, you know, kind of playing around with this? Amen? We're in the last days. There's really no time to play. So, the church ought to be on the front lines. Let me say this. We the church over the years have regulated or have reneged, and the government has had to pick up a lot of things, taking care of the poor, taking care of the needy, providing for you know relief for uh, uh, um, homeless, home the homeless, and so on and so forth. The church ought to be on the front line. When it comes to the immigrant situation, the church ought to be on the front line. When it comes to the homelessness situation, the church ought to be on the front line. When it comes, excuse me, when it comes to caring for, feeding the poor, 
The church ought to be on the front line when it comes to health care. The church ought to be. All these things have become political hot button issues. But and, and the reason why they're hot button issues is because the church reneged on its responsibility and its duty. We're, 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 we're preaching a gospel and we're preaching a Jesus and we're preaching a Christ to the world where we're not showing them. And what good is that? He said, we should not just love in word, nor in, and neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. Praise God. This challenges us. This, should, this challenges me. It should challenge us. Amen? And you say, well, maybe I don't. Maybe we don't have the resources. I believe that if we set our face like a flint toward doing the works of faith and doing the love of God, I believe God will give us the resources. Why would God bless us with the resources to help the downtrodden, the outcast, the poor, the needy? Why would he do that knowing God? Know, God knows. He knows the end from the beginning. Why would he do that knowing that we're going to squander it on ourselves. I'm going back over to Matthew. Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 24. Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 24. Hallelujah. Excuse me, uh, chapter 25. Matthew 25. Praise God. Verse 31, Matthew 25, 31. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory, that's what we're waiting on. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory and all of the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. And before him shall be gathered all nations. The word nations is, is the, from the Greek word ethnos, where we get the word ethnic, people, races, and before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from the other as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And he shall, say, and he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Listen. Verse 34. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, that's the sheep, Come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungered, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and took and ye took me in. Naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came unto me. Now, what I just read to you is people in in a situation. He said, Jesus, now we know that Jesus is speaking of himself. He is the son of man. That's verse 31 is going to come in his glory and all the angels are going to come with him. And we know that he's going to sit on the throne of his glory. And he's going to rule and reign from the city of Jerusalem uh, for a thousand years. We know that. Amen. He's speaking of himself, verse 34, and then shall the king say unto them on the right hand, that's the sheep, 
Come ye blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom, prepare for you from the foundation of the world. Why are they blessed? They're blessed because God has prepared the kingdom for them before the world even began. But listen, 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 verse 35. For I, 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 that king, that son of man that is now sitting on his glory, for I was hungry, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty, you gave me drink. I was a stranger, you took me in. I, I was hungry. I was thirsty. I was a stranger, an immigrant. Huh? You took me in. I was naked. You clothed me. I was sick. You visited me. I was in prison. You came to me. Huh? Verse 37. Then shall the righteous, that's the sheep. Then shall the righteous answer him saying, Lord, when saw we thee a hungered and fed thee or thirsty and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger and took thee in or naked and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee a sick or in prison and came to thee? And the king shall answer and say to them, Verily, that's truly, I say unto you, inasmuch as you have done it, it unto the one of the least of these, my brethren, you have done it unto me. Jesus said, I'm going to identify with the hungry, the thirsty, the stranger, the naked, the sick, and the imprisoned. He said, as, as, inasmuch as you have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, the least of these, you've done it unto me. 41, then shall he say unto them on his left hand, that's the goats, depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepare for the devil and his angels. For I was hungered, and you gave me no meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you took me not in, naked, and you clothed me not, sick and in prison, and you visited me not. Then shall they also answer, saying, Lord, when saw we thee a hungered, or a thirst, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister unto thee? Then shall he answer them, saying, Verily, I say unto you, inasmuch as you did it not to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these, verse 46, that's the goats, and these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous unto life eternal. Praise God. That's cut and dry. That is what John's talking about. That is what we're supposed to be doing. Part of the Great Commission is not only going into all the world and preach the gospel of a creature. The preaching of the gospel is taking care of the poor, the infirmed, the homeless, the people who have need. That's part of it. The Bible says the goodness of God is what leads men to repentance. How do, how do, how do, how can we preach a good gospel, but we don't live and show a good gospel? But the challenge for us today, amen, the challenge for us today is to go back to the basics. 
And the basics of the preaching of the gospel is, yes, preach the good news about the anointed one and his anointing. But after you preach that, feed that boy, clothe that man, uh, 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 get some shelter for that woman, take care of those kids, amen, receive those strangers, the immigrants, amen. It's in your Bible. The Lord Jesus said it himself. The apostles said it themselves. Amen. Praise God. That is what you and I should be doing. And I dare say, Jesus said, by this shall all men know you are my disciples when you love one another. If we were, if we were, if we were loving God, first commandment, loving one another, and then doing the good works of God. I believe the Lord will, I believe he is going to bless his last, his Omega church, that remnant that is still around. Amen. He's going to bless the remnant supernaturally if he has to, in order to be able to take care and do the things that we're supposed to be doing for the father. We pray that you've gotten some out of this. Uh, uh, rather short uh, broadcast today. Amen. But come on, saints. Let's get at it. Let's get at it. Praise God. Amen. Let's do the works of God. Jesus said, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is yet day because the night is coming when no man is going to work. Amen. You and I should be doing the working the work that God has sent us to do while it is yet day. Amen. Praise God. We thank God for you being with us. Come back and see us next time.